I'm back. Hello. I see both of you now. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that Woo. sounds that sounds a lot better with headphones on. Definitely. I, yeah, I don't have fancy ones. It doesn't matter. It's just that as long as there's a phone jack in there and it doesn't do the whatever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. How are you doing, Chris? Pretty well. Pretty well. How are you guys? Good. Well, yeah. Yeah, Anthony you... did a podcast. Um, what were you, Anthony? Like the third guest? Third. I was number three. We did William, and then Sean, and then Anthony, and then Eric, and then Jared and Lindsay. And, How many and... is this now? What number is this? This is seven. Set. Wow. Okay. But I'm behind all the time. But number six is lost. Oh. Number six <laughs> is gone forever. <laughs> doesn't not to say it doesn't exist or it didn't exist at some point right oh it, we talked for two and a half hours <laughs> it was it was quite the conversation <laughs> and there's a, a lot of things said i'm kind of glad it's not out. <laughs> was it a little messier than the other conversations were um no it was really good how Lindsay came on and, and got some dirt on t-hall that's what I mean, and was it messier? Like it seemed like everybody was kind of nice in the other ones, but no, we saved all the the dirt for after the cut, anyways. Okay. And so most of the stuff wasn't for the public ears, <laughs> but there was some good stuff for the public ears that will never be heard because Marmot lost the the recording. <laughs> Hold on, I need to make sure that we're recording this. Um, yep, hear you guys talk, and I want to hear or say something. Uh, <laughs> we're recording. Oh, we're good. Li live from Skype. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's for typing, not for speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so have you listened to any of them, Chris? I listened to the first one. Uh, and then I haven't listened to any of the others. I apologize. That's you know? fine. Not even mine. Come on, Chris. The well, first one is horrible. So no. just it was, you it was, maybe that's why I only listened to one. No, just no <laughs> it wasn't horrible. No, they uh, were. All the interviews were good. I liked them all. I listened to them a couple weeks ago, I think, or a month. No, it's been a long time since we recorded one. Um. Chris, oh, yeah. you, Chris, update us on your life. I mean, I've seen you more recently, but update us on your life since freshman year. Yeah, let's hear it, Chris. Year by year, starting in 2003. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've run in circles for a little while. Uh, I just graduated college again for a second time. <laughs> uh, another bachelor's degree. <laughs> so, uh, 2003, I went to... Uh, Las Vegas, and spent some time in Las Vegas working at Singular Wireless, which no longer <laughs> is, uh, and uh, tried to make some money and, and uh, you know, went on my mission to Georgia a little bit later than uh, the rest of the crew. I think that's, I don't know, I kind of fell out of sync with everybody at that what time. Month, what like, month did you leave or what, what year? I went in uh, November of 2004. Okay. Yeah. That's about when um, Jared went, because Jared Avican went back to BYU for a whole another year after our freshman year. So he did mm. two years to catch oh, up okay. his GPA. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think all of our GPAs took a hit that freshman year. Yeah. I know. I'd never fully recovered the way I'd want to. Um, and then after my mission, uh, I got married pretty quickly to Lindsay of the infamous Lindsay and Tara uh, duo. I don't think I ever heard them referred to individually. <laughs> it, was, it was always Lindsay and Tara. But yeah, Where did we, they live? Where did Lindsay and Tara live? They were in uh, Hilo, no, uh, yeah. Heritage. What's the other one? Heritage. Yeah, Heritage Halls. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I uh, graduated uh, from BYU and started teaching high school English for a couple of years. Um, had a family in the meantime. I've got three kids now. And uh, just decided to go back for a change. Uh, so we came out to North Carolina. We always wanted to move out east and just kind of spend some time out here. I'd, I'd serve my mission out here and Lindsay had lived out here. So um, we decided to spend a few years and uh, I, I got my second degree as an accelerated program in nursing. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. That's the, that's the plan now. So um, I just got my first job in an ICU here. I just started yesterday, well, Monday. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Appreciate it. Where is Lindsay from? Well, she was uh, she was raised in the military, so she graduated high school in Japan, but she lived everywhere. And you're yep. from um, Ely, right? No, outside of Ely. Yeah, McGill. That's right, McGill. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> McGill, not Miguel. Everyone thinks it's Miguel, like the Spanish Michael. Like, oh, Miguel? No, that's not right. McGill. And how old are your kids? Five, three, and one. I think a couple of them are still awake. Well, I don't. This is a this is an audio thing. It's not a video, so <laughs> I won't I won't bring them out. It's all right. <laughs> Sweet. I could have them like sing a song or something. Chris, you're you're sounding you're sounding a little southern. You yeah, he's sounding southern. You're sounding southern, Chris. Yeah, you have I a twang. Am? You have a twang to your voice. There's no. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Do I? You know. A little that, bit. Well, I, you know, I served down here. My mom wanted me to have a twang worse than anything. When I would call on uh, Mother's Day and Christmas, she would always. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I did, but she would always just be hoping. A little. It's a little bit twangy, but it's not bad. It, it's it's just fine. <laughs> I've got one of my best friends here. Is sounds really country. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and and I spent a lot of time around him, so maybe he's rubbing off a little. Where do you live? His name's Chuck. If that tells you anything, I live in North Carolina. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Never been. Winston Winston Salem. That's where Wake Forest University is. Is that where you went or are going? No, still? no. I went to uh, I went to a, a an all black college. Well, a historically black university. It was probably like ninety eight percent African American. Uh. So I've probably been to the whitest and blackest universities in America yeah. at this point. Um, so what did you yeah. graduate from from BYU? English teaching. What year yeah, was, was that? That was in 2011. So it wasn't that long ago. From BYU? Yep. Yeah. Because I took – I lost a couple of years when I went to Vegas. I was there like a year and a half. And then I came back mid-semester and – but prior to my mission, I've been uh, majoring in nothing, 
And when I got back, I, uh, I started in construction management for like a year. And then I decided I didn't want to do that. So I took a long time to graduate. I had like 180 credits when I graduated. <laughs> they start to send you letters, right? About like the, they're not going to allow you to like tuition's going to change, or they're not going to allow you to continue to do that. Or yeah, it's almost like a uh, like a concerned, you know, like like grandma that <laughs> the the first letters. That's the tone, and then it progressively gets a little more aggressive until they start threatening you, like a like a meaner grandma might. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I, but you know, I, I got in just under the, just under the deadline of when they would stop giving me any sort of aid yeah. to, to graduate. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else post freshman year that you want to bring up or should we get into freshman year? <sighs> any highlights? You know, let's just get into freshman year. <laughs> yes. That's what this is about. No one, you know, this is about the no people want to people want to hear the the catch up or they well yeah I I've I've seen Chris a, a few times since uh, freshman year uh, I hung out with him for a very short amount of time in Vegas came and visited once um, and uh, but then after the mission first time I saw you after your mission there was a whole bunch of us that saw each other at a football game a BYU football game but it was very briefly and like you had to go hang out with Lindsay's family or something so we only got to say hi for a second um, I don't even remember that I remember seeing you at the writing center well yeah and then uh Chris works with me at the writing center for a little while but before before we worked together because um, I came into the writing center and I saw you working there and there was a long line of people and Anthony gave me kind of the VIP he, he, like, <laughs> he, he moved my he moved my name up to the top and took me back for a little <laughs> a little session <laughs> so I turned him into the honor code and well have, have I seen you since <laughs> when was the last time I saw you Chris you know I think you were selling a dish or something and you you got you, you took me out to eat at uh, was it the happy Buddha or was it um, was it Tucano's I don't I don't remember I don't know I took so many people out to eat yeah <laughs> I you remember where I took, took me out to people. eat somewhere yeah oh that, oh, that, was, that was the last uh, time I saw you was that before uh, Chicago was that with me and mayor selling was that in 2007 I don't think you were going to Chicago you were just uh, two, yeah, 2007 would be, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yep. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> it, was short, it, was, it was shortly after I got back. It was, okay. you know, it was within a year before I got back from my mission. Yeah. So I haven't seen you since then, and we only saw each other once. It's been been too long, and you live that's across right. the country now. <laughs> I, had a, I had another recent, uh, well, pretty recent, football game sighting. I went to uh, BYU-Virginia game this last year, and I saw a, a QT Hall alumnus there. Saw, uh, uh, have you Melissa, hung out, or do you Burns. hang out with anybody else from freshman year, or keep in contact with anybody? You know, not, not very closely. I'd say Anthony is about the closest that I, I keep in contact with. Yeah. Some people have just fallen off, and I I, won, I wonder about them. Like I wonder sometimes. I try to look up Dan Clark. You guys remember Dan? I do. Yeah. I have no I, idea what he's up to. <laughs> I haven't found him. The only thing I could find, because I was looking for on Facebook, and I couldn't find anything. But uh, when I was searching for him on Facebook, there some web search brought him up, a LinkedIn profile, and he has a haircut similar to yours now, Chad. And <laughs> he, uh, 
I think he's in, I think he was in Colorado somewhere doing some sort of business. Yeah, but. it was fun because me and Jared have a can have the same haircut too. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way to it. You know, I'll get there one of these days. <laughs> I'll give up. Um, well, so yeah. let's bring, let's, uh, let's start first semester. Um, who did you, oh, you were roommates with John Payne, right? John Payne. Yeah. And, um, how was that? <laughs> let me let me share with you my first uh, my first encounter with John Payne. Let's hear it. Um, so I got to BYU. I missed all the the uh, freshman orientation stuff where they took people around. I can't remember what it was called, but I didn't do that. And so when I got there, everyone was kind of already settled in to their their dorms, and uh, and I didn't I didn't see John all day. Um, but there was a dance that night, and I decided to go on down to that dance with some of the people that I met on the floor. And uh, I got back. It, was not, it wasn't too late. It was maybe like 10 or 10.30, and John was already asleep, So, um, which didn't change. He was like the only one, I think, that, that <laughs> kept going to, to bed that early. Uh, but um, I, I went to sleep, you know, and when I woke up in the morning, it was early. It was like 6 o'clock maybe. Uh, because I heard my my roommate, and I kind of peeked my eyes open, and um, I just, I saw him. Uh, he he was coming back from a shower, and I saw him kind of, kind of like hesitantly walk in the room. He had a towel around his, uh, you know, around his, his uh, lower portions, <laughs> and uh, and I'm just I, I didn't say anything yet. I was just kind of peeking through one eye, you know, kind of, and and he he climbs into. He got straight from the door into the closet. So you remember those, <laughs> those, those little sliding closets? You know, right. they had a sliding door on them, yeah. and they weren't—they were not big. Oh, you had to duck down. Yeah, yeah. He—he he goes. He goes in that closet. Mind you, he doesn't know I'm awake yet. He goes in that closet, and within you know thirty seconds, he comes out of that closet fully dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember hearing that. I, you guys could see me holding back the laugh because I, I knew what was coming. <laughs> so that was my first. Uh, that was my first meeting with John Payne. Wow. Uh, John, uh, he contacted me not too long ago. Well, I mean, not too long ago, meaning like within the last three or four years. Uh, he he, I guess, was going into the navy, the navy as a as an officer or something, and uh, needed to have me be willing to vouch for where his personal whereabouts were during those, those years or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. For a secret clearance or top secret or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, had... he, he woke up every morning at about five thirty or six, <laughs> listened, listened to NPR. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, to, to my chagrin, cause I, I was usually falling asleep at about, you know, <laughs> four o'clock or so, but yeah. The thing I remember about John Payne is I remember having extensive arguments about whether it was appropriate to walk to cut through the grass. <laughs> 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 that he, he argued that that you must remain on the sidewalk and that it was not a correct thing to do to walk through the grass. Well, well maybe his mother taught him that. <laughs> He was he was a nice enough fellow. 
I, I mean, I, I never got to know John that well for being his roommate. You I think, know? Um, yeah, I didn't get to know John well at all. I didn't get to know Arthur at all. Arthur was like John yeah. Payne, but the opposite. He's on the other. <laughs> he was like on the opposite side of the hall. Right? <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't opinionated, or he didn't. Con. He, there was no confrontation with 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 Arthur, but John he would easily get in intense conversations with pretty much anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was firm in his convictions. That's true. <laughs> I don't remember you ever complaining about him. I mean, you were you were a saint, I think. <laughs> Uh, Chris, only- Chris is a good guy. Chris, do- Chris doesn't speak ill of others most of the time. Chris is a good guy. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he he had a his room. I, it's like he wasn't even living there. It was very minimalistic. He didn't have anything up except for he had this large, uh, large lamp type thing that he hung on the cork board that was supposed to simulate natural sunlight. <laughs> yeah, and that was the that was the extent of his his stuff. That's really. Awesome. Yeah. Had in the winter time, right? He had it all the he had it all the time, but he uh, he would turn that on when he woke up in the morning at five thirty. And that was my only complaint about John Payne is he would he would wake up at five thirty, turn that artificial sunlight on, as if the real thing wasn't getting there fast enough, and then uh, turn on NPR. But so who did you um? Do you remember the first couple of weeks of the first couple of months who you started hanging out with? Like immediately, were you fast friends with anybody? Uh, yeah, I think my my first kind of friend was Byron Garvin. Yeah, yeah, I hung out with Byron a lot the first few weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, then we kind of not not so much as the year wore on. But you know, he he kind of taught me a little bit of guitar, and we had a math class together, and then we dated two girls that were friends with each other, and then we dumped them together too. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I remember his girl was named Aria. Or Ariel. Aria. Aria. Yeah. Like the opera solo. And then um Right, right. My my uh my girl was named Ashley. And uh I don't remember her last name, but I remember she was some from Simi Valley and she was uh she was a black girl. She was one of the very few black girls, you know, in our little area. Uh, and and so I dated her for a little while. She was a track star, but she was, uh, you know, just not not for me, I guess. Didn't, <laughs> not faded. So we decided we so, decided to break up with them together at the same time. How long did this last? You know? Oh, you know, just a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not long at all. And then after you hung out with Byron for like a month. Or to who did you, what group did you move into? Um, well, I, you know I remember spending the most time with uh, Anthony and Dallin and Joey and Paul and Rahul and Tyler Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Was, I think that rounds it out. Yeah, uh, that I, that's who I spent the most time with. But I, I spent some time with Dan Clark too. Um, and yeah, but. So I, maybe that's why I haven't been listening to a lot of your podcasts because um, some of the people like I didn't even remember Eric Sayer. I didn't even remember he existed. <laughs> I just I just didn't spend a lot of time with you know Will and, and Jared and uh, and that that kind of group. Yeah, yeah. 
I spent a lot of time in Anthony and Dallin's Apo- room watching Zoolander. <laughs> Apologies to Eric, who's probably listening. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. I think uh, I just don't rem- remember you at all, Eric, for existing. Although I, I acknowledge that you do. <laughs> um, we did we did watch a lot of Zoolander. I remember it got to the point where. Uh, we would invite other people in the room to watch it with us, and and we would like be laughing at the jokes before they happen, and so they would just get mad and leave. <laughs> Which probably made us laugh even more. I imagine. <laughs> oh, uh, you know who else I hang out? Uh, Cody. I remember hanging out with Cody quite a bit. Yeah, Cody. Yeah, Cody. And and Jeff to some extent too. Jeff James. Um, we had a geology class together. Do you remember that first semester? Yeah, yeah. Remember, we we stopped going yeah. uh, towards the end. <laughs> I, I don't. This is how I remember it. Your memory's funny. This is how I remember it. Let's I remember it. We, we stopped. It was geology, but wasn't it more like geography? It like was, once we got into it, it was she, weird. She was like a guest professor from Salt from University <laughs> of Utah, and it was the easiest class. Yeah. So the, like lectures had nothing to do with the tests or whatever so we just stopped going to the lectures i feel like i feel like you and i created like this almost bet that we (laughs) we said we're not going to go to class until the last day and and see if we can pull off a b or a c and i think we got b's yep we did (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing it was amazing i I look at back that was a totally different me that's that that was a different Chris. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Did you guys take biology first semester? Do you remember biology class? I never. I didn't take biology oh. ever until well until I came back from a mission. I uh, this, I had this honors colloquium science class that nobody was in there with me the first semester, but second semester I convinced Paul and Dallin to come take the class with me. Because it counted for more credits, and it was easier uh, than than the average biology and physics class. And so I took I took that um, both semesters, and it took care of both my physical science, my bio- biological science, my elective science. Nice uh, credits, wow. and uh, I, that was the one class. That was that was the one class that at the end of first. Semester was different, but at the end of second semester, I got a decent grade. I didn't go. You're coming in and out, Anthony. How's your internet connection? What? I don't know. I <laughs> I have my daughter watching something right now so that I can talk, talk to you. No, you, I, you're breaking up, Anthony. So she's can't, watching something, so that's maybe clogging can't the lines. You, can't um, you send her outside or something? <laughs> play. <laughs> play. Play with some trees. That's what I I've been doing here. I'll, 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 that's what she does most of the time. But nobody would be watching her right now. Yeah, I understand fully. Um, yeah, Anthony, I can see your mouth moving, but I can't hear you. I think you're behind. Anyways, I'm gonna ask Chris a question. Hold on. Here, I'll send Zoe outside. Hold on. Go ahead no. and keep talking. No, don't really do it. Okay. Well, he's doing it. Well, I had a, I remember biology, there was a, a bunch of people freshman year took it, and every week there was like a 
a one page report due mm-hmm. and those got passed around the floor <laughs> and there's a big cheating ring going on oh man <laughs> that's awesome i i i had a uh, english class my my first semester where i had to i was supposed to be writing a page journal entry every day um and it ended up the last like two weeks i realized that i hadn't done any yet <laughs> i was supposed to find a uh, online like news article every single day and write it was a half page each day yep. half page response and um i had 48 of those things that i had to do on a on a weekend and i almost got talked Dallin was trying to trick me into going skiing with everybody and he was like you could just bring a notebook and write one every time we went up the ski lift <laughs> and i almost did it but instead i stayed home and uh and wrote 48 one half page responses yep that's miserable it was did you play ping pong <clears throat> yeah oh i was hoping you'd bring this up yeah <laughs> Because this is one of my memories, and I, I hope that – I think Anthony might remember this, and we'll see if, if you do too. Anthony, do you remember the variation of ping pong that Dallin and I would play? I don't. I, was, didn't play as, I didn't play as much as you guys did. Yeah. It was just, it was just me and Dallin that would do this variation, and we'd do it late at night. What time did everyone have to be out of the – you could be in the lobby playing ping pong as long as you wanted. I don't think so. Like, I think they kicked you out at noon or at midnight or 1 or something. <laughs> Midnight, I think. Gotcha. But, well, when did, uh, well, maybe we'd, we would just do it in the dark, I guess. Yeah, that's, what, we'd be the, that's why we'd we, be stole the, uh, we stole the ping pong table and put it in the elevator and brought it to our lobby, like, at 3 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I remember that. Yeah. So, Dallin and I, we, we played a lot of ping pong, and we got pretty good at it. And uh, to add a little spice to it, one of the variations that we played, we called it Pants Down Ping Pong. <laughs> That's and, right. uh, I remember pants down ping pong. Dallin, <laughs> Dallin Moore used to wear tidy whities I didn't, <laughs> but Dallin did. And uh, we would we'd play, and when you would win, you would s- s- slam your pants down to the ground <laughs> and raise your hands up triumphantly. <laughs> and and if you won, you had to. I think you had to play the next game with your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> if as you like a, as, yeah, as a, yeah, it's like a, I don't know if it was a reward or a handicap, so that the next person would have a better chance winning. So was it around your ankles or just off? Around your ankles, yeah. <laughs> and the fun, the funny thing though, what put the uh, you know the kibosh on that was there was a security guard that would come around and <laughs> and uh, check on things once in a while, and this was the funniest thing. Down sitting there with his pants down, and we're just we're playing ping pong. And the security guard comes up to the window. And you remember how the whole wall was almost a window, like yeah. a lot of it. And he shines his flashlight in on Dallin. And Dallin just freezes. <laughs> and the security guard just like looks at him through the glass, goes, put your pants on. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we stopped playing pants on. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play sting, sting pong at all, where you had to like lift up your shirt and hit the ball at each other? Sting pong. Uh, oh no, not with the ping pong ball. But do you guys remember doing that with the racquetball? Well, yeah, they- I talked about sex, sex 
match in, in my uh, podcast. If you if you want to talk about that, you can a oh. little bit. That's okay. Sack Smasher. We had di- we had a couple. Yep. Di- we had a few different oh, names. Just your on memories. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't actually remember anyone getting hit in the sack, <laughs> but uh, but it, I, everyone ended up with a lot of welts. And I'm actually proud of that game because that was a that was a fun game. I thought like it was well balanced with offense and defense, and there was like you know a lot of it was just very intense because. I, I remember the rules. You could only hold you could only hold on to the ball for five seconds before you either had to pass it to a teammate or throw it at someone else. And there was this give and take where you 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 wanted the ball, but you didn't want someone to throw the ball at you. So you were like running away from people, but at the same time trying to stay close to people because they could only hold it for five seconds. And so you knew they had to get rid of it. And uh, then you could, of course, gain possession of it. And, and man, I remember large, large welts being – and the rule was you could only wear shorts, no, no other clothing. But then I remember a variation also that we played in the main, like the main lobby room with a broomstick. Do you, and I, I remember someone would – I don't remember that as well. Okay. Well, this is how it would go. And I'm surprised someone didn't get hit in the head with a broomstick because um, – Someone would launch the ball as hard as they could against the wall, and it would go banging all over the place. And then the person with the um, broomstick, which was really thin, would have to try to hit the ball before someone else could grab it. So <laughs> could catch the ball. And so it was, it was scary, though, because this person's wildly swinging this broomstick as fast as they can, and everyone else is just like trying to stay out of the way and, and grab the ball at the same time. We didn't play that one as much as the other three. <laughs> but it was also called Sack Smasher 3000. <laughs> we didn't have any other names for, for games. The funniest thing is how the purpose was to hit them in the sack. It's not right. hit them in the balls. It's just hit them in the sack. <laughs> yeah. Who says you, the sack? Well, like, I guess... Who hit them in the sack? You could officially... <laughs> You could officially win that game without actually hitting a ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was how the game Maybe ended. It had, some, it had something to do with the alliteration of the game. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's what it was. But then Edwin, Edwin put an end to that. I, I was mad at it. I, I you know, kind of, I didn't like Edwin after that as much. Well, I have something about um, <laughs> second semester. Um, there was an empty room. And you wanted to be in your own room, but Ed wouldn't wouldn't let you. So yeah. like you you stole his key one time, opened up the door and put a magnet in front of the door, yeah. and would secretly sleep in this empty room. And yep. I think he caught you a couple times, didn't he? Yeah, he or... caught me twi- twice. After the second <laughs> time, I had to stop. Yeah, I, I don't remember stealing his keys. Is that how I got in there the first time? I must had, have had to. Yeah, because it was an empty room. Yep. Or, or I might have. I, I, you know what? Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it Dorian's room? No. Dorian was. Dorian was Rahul. No, because Rahul, um, he was replaced by Sunny D. That's right, Sunny D. So who? Someone was in that room, and they they left second semester. I can't remember. I thought it was Dorian, but no. I I thought I I thought it was Justin Polson and John something. Oh, from Salt Lake, the Salt Lake City guys. Yeah, that that was right next door to us. To yeah, me that was down. on the other side. 
But I, what I think I did, I don't think I stole Edwin's keys. It doesn't matter. But I think I, the person who was leaving, I convinced them to put the sticker there, the magnet there. And then I did sleep there for several days. And in fact, that's where I, was, that's where I slept. Um, that was where I was sleeping when I got buried in the sand. That was my room when I got buried in the sand. Yep. Because I slept in that when I got home. And I, you, might, you guys might have talked about that already in a previous episode. You but. should have listened to Anthony's episode because we, we went into that trip. And I'll go back. I'll go back and listen to it. I mean, uh, it's obviously Chris's experience, so we'll we'll need to we'll yep. need to get to that. <clears throat> okay, we'll get to that in a little bit. We need to talk about first semester still a little bit, because didn't Dorian go to your house during like Thanksgiving or something? Yeah, it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. Dorian and uh, Joey came because they didn't have they didn't have a home to go to, of course, because Joey's was in Ethiopia and Dorian's was in Christmas or in uh, England. For, you can't go back for Christmas. <laughs> So they came. They I don't came think out. it was Christmas. I think it, well, it must have been. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yep, because Christmas we had a longer break, but it was Thanksgiving that they all came out. And um, Dorian uh, wrecked one of my friend's jeeps. Didn't wreck it, but but like uh, took it off roading. It was uh, one of my friends from high school. It was a girl named Catherine Chachis, and she had a yellow jeep. It was, it was so fun. And we when in high school we go off roading with it, but Dorian took off roading. And, um, and I don't think that she ever told Dorian this and I don't think I told Dorian either. So if he listens, he might know this now, but, but when they went off roading, uh, he, he messed up the alignment, he screwed up the alignment on that Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) It was a nice Jeep too. It wasn't like an old Jeep. It was a nice newer Jeep. And, uh, but her parents had a lot of money and they fixed it. No problem. She just, she just said it was her fault. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. Yep. So they came out and met my family and stayed with us in McGill, Nevada. And I think because of that, well, maybe in part due to that, uh, Joey came back through. Do you remember when Joey and his brother were running across America for Tibet or going on foot across America? I don't know how far they made it, but they came through McGill and they stayed again with my, at my grandparents' house. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause your parents moved to Las Vegas, right? Yeah. That's that's actually why that was part of my trip to visit you in Vegas, Chris, is that was like the jumping off point to go visit Joey in the middle of northern Nevada desert. Oh, OK. Yeah, I don't yeah. do. You, I don't remember how far they got, but I know I remember they didn't get all the way. Yeah, they, they would get coverage in some of the local newspapers and stuff, but they were. Hoping to raise all sorts of money and everything, and that nothing, nothing happen. was happening. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. No, yeah. Well, it was noble. It was a noble quest. We good idea. We, uh, I think we were more successful when we uh, we went around during visiting hours. One, I don't remember when this happened, but we went and knocked on people's doors and raised money for the uh, a school or something. Playground that. Playground. It was a playground that was built at, at like a school or an orphanage. Yeah, it was an orphanage. Yeah. Yep, I remember doing that. We went around neighborhoods and did that. Oh, uh, I we, only we, ever did it around the dorms, but yeah. We did it around the dorms, and we did it around the neighborhood once. But somebody told us they they said, <clears throat> "Do you have any sort of documentation showing that this is where you're from?" And and they told us, you know, you shouldn't be doing this unless you have some sort of an official like documentation. Oh, so stop. Oh, I I do remember going up and doing. That on like Temple Mount, going up, doing that around the Provo Temple a little bit. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's where we went. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you remember those free Tibet t-shirts that he'd sold? Yeah, the Yeti Yeti t-shirts. The Yeti t-shirts. After my mission, had my mine. my sister-in-law's brother, so my brother's wife's brother, had that on. I'm like, where did you get that? Like that, my friend made that back freshman year. <laughs> so random that he had one of those shirts. It's uh, awesome. I had that shirt for a long time. Finally, I I got too big for it. <laughs> I think that's what happened. It got some. It got a lot of holes in it too. I wore it a lot. Yeah. Any questions, Anthony? You have a list. Yeah, Joe. Joe yeah, I I have a few questions. Um. Uh. I mentioned it in my uh, in podcast, but do you remember Anthony? Your your someone on is a horrible. hike found this random cave up on the hillside. You're getting better now. I hear you better now. <laughs> up on a cave you, on the random hillside. Do you, yeah. Do you remember going up to that cave and camping and frying eggs on a rock in the morning? And yes, yes, I love that story. Yeah. We brought, See, I mean, they were coming for us. And... <laughs> we brought everything. We were we brought eggs and bacon and yeah, I think we even brought like salt and pepper. We brought uh, I we even bought a little egg container thing from Walmart. It was like specifically made for camping, carrying eggs. <laughs> and we thought we were so prepared. And we hiked up on Squaw Peak on the in the middle of the night, and we went up to this cave. And we woke up in the morning. And we're ready to cook, and we didn't have a frying pan. And we got that little that flat rock. And it worked like a champ. <laughs> the, the first time, the first batch tasted like minerals, like dirt. <laughs> but then the second batch, it tasted really good. <laughs> Just like normal bacon and eggs. And then the third batch, we didn't have enough heat on the rock anymore. So the third batch was kind of, <laughs> kind of rubbery bacon. Yeah, I tell that story every time I go camping. <laughs> no matter who I'm with. <laughs> I told that story just like a few weeks ago. I went camping with a friend. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember we didn't, we weren't able to wash off the rock very well. Um, and I also remember there was like sort of a hole at the end of the cave, and we we talked about all sorts of things, as if as if the girl from the ring was going to come up out of that hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then we tried to make other people sleep closer to the hole because of the <laughs> the ring girl. Remember how terrified we were of the ring girl. <laughs> Chris, do you remember? We drove up. We drove up past Point, not quite to Salt Lake, but we drove north the first time to go see the ring on, um, on Halloween or something, or on the release date or some some sort right. of yeah. Really early when it came out, and uh, and I think it was me, you, Joey, Paul, and Rahul at least. I don't know if anybody else came, um, but we, we thought it was the most terrifying thing that ever happened. We thought that like. The theater, you know, they always darken theaters, but we thought that the theater became like otherworldly dark during the <laughs> showing of the movie. I just remember pulling up like Microsoft Paint on people's computers and making ring ske squiggle sketches to <laughs> come back to the computer to be scared. <laughs> Making random phone calls and what is it that she says in the movie? Like seven days. Seven days. days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that was that movie was scary. I think it probably would still be scary to me today. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> not fun.
it doesn't draw the spirit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, go into uh, your memories of almost being buried alive. Um, <clears throat> well, I remember we, we went down. Paul wanted to shoot a movie. Uh, and then the rest of us wanted to to just get away for a little while from Provo. And we I, I remember we went down and we camped and uh, the desert got so cold at night. I, I think I remember this correctly. Maybe I'm exaggerating it in my mind, but I swear we had like ice crystals in our eyebrows and um, we didn't grow beards yet, but in our, in our eyebrows. And, I still don't. <laughs> no, you're lucky, man. <laughs> it, well, it depends on how what you think. I, I think so. actually, you, let, let me get close to the no. The <laughs> oh, listeners no, can can't see, see this. I can see but, it, Anthony. But uh, that's an HD but, whisker right there. <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, my, you know, I, I, it's gonna take me several months, but I do have all of the hairs, and I, I'm gonna be embarrassed for several months, and I'm gonna grow it out. But if they're transparent like that, <laughs> you're, you're gonna freak people out when you brush up against them. That's true. I'm like. <laughs> a foot away and they, they they won't know what it is they won't something, be able to see it something tickling me <laughs> what is that? every time you lean in i get tickled <laughs> blonde blonde baby-faced men should not grow beards but uh keep going with your story chris okay. so we woke up and we it was freezing cold i think anthony i think you went back and slept in the truck Somebody did. Chad and I both did. Okay. And um, the next day, uh, Paul took Joey, his actor, out into the, the desert, into some pristine dunes that no one had trampled on yet. And we, uh, we, we weren't high class. We didn't have, like, uh, you know, <laughs> connections with people who had four-wheelers or anything fun. We, did we bring a sled? I don't remember if we – no, we didn't even have a sled. We just had our hands and our feet to play with in the sand. And uh, so we, we didn't have a lot of things to do, but uh, I remember we just did what what nat comes naturally. And uh, you two, Chad and Anthony, and I, what was what was Tyler doing? Tyler? No, Tyler, Tyler was there. Because I remember Tyler being Matt. Okay, anyway, I'll tell that later. Anyway, um, you two went and started building a city. But before you did that, I had the idea to start digging a hole deep enough to stand up, and, and you guys started helping me, but you got quickly bored and went, <laughs> went off a little ways to make a sand city. I forgot about the sand city. That's a good thing. We did do that. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was important because you guys were off. Just You weren't very far away, but you were down just the hill a little bit. Yep. And I was, I was determined uh, to <laughs> – to make this hole big enough for myself to, to stand up in. And my method was I would stomp with my feet to loosen sand. Oh, I didn't realize that. So that would have totally caused everything that happened. It, it, it had to be like Erlenmeyer beaker shaped, the hole. Because it was like, it, it wasn't that big at the top. It was not much bigger than my shoulders. But down below, it must have been a little bit wider. because yeah, I like a vase. Yeah, because I'd stomp with my feet, and then I'd have to, I would squat straight down like a baseball catcher, and my knees would have to have room to spread out, you know. And then I'd scoop sand out and throw it out and pile it up around this hole, and um, 
and the the sand just below the surface was wet, and so it was wet sand that we were dealing with. And um, to be honest, I don't remember the actual caving in very much, really at all. It was it was in my mind still. There's like some missing time. It was like one instant got replaced by another instant, rather than you know a continuum. And uh, I remember kneeling, leaning down, looking down in the hole, scooping with my hands, and then flash forward to my head now looking straight up and not being able to move. That was my first, that was my first thought was just like, I can't move. And then uh, my next thought was I'm looking up and then I realized what had happened and that sand had caved in of course on me. And, uh, and when I realized that you, you think your legs are really strong, you know, you feel like they can lift a lot of weight if, if anything. And so I pushed, and uh, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't budge, not, not even an inch, and nothing, nothing. And my hands were still like shoved down in between my knees where they would be if I was scooping sand out. <clears throat> and my, the sand was literally up to the top of the back of my head, down around covering p- most of my ears, and then down around covering part of my chin, like up to my lips. Uh, and it was directional, so it was on a little bit of a slope. So the, the sand was higher on the back than it was on the front. Like, literally, if I would have been facing any other direction, I think it just would have covered my face. Yep. Or if any more would have come in, it would have covered my face. And <clears throat> so after I realized I couldn't push, you guys didn't hear it. It was silent. Oh, the other thing that I remember, the only thing, this is all I remember about the cave-in, was the sound that came from my, my lungs. Because... <clears throat> It, I didn't gasp or anything like that, but the the weight of it, excuse me, <clears throat> just like forced a slight sound out of my lungs, like a, uh, I don't know if that'll even be picked up, but it was just like a very soft, uh, and I'm looking up, I made that little grunt, and then I try to push, and I can't budge, and then I yell for help, and when I yelled for help, because you guys weren't far away, but you didn't, you didn't know it had caved in, right? You didn't hear anything or. I yelled for help, and when I yelled for help, the compression of my my lungs from uh, you know expelling the air caused the sand to gather closer around me. Like that's right, wrap in tighter. Yep. And so I lost some of my range of motion on breathing in, and then like I realized, I, okay, just take small <laughs> breaths. And uh, so you guys come over, and I remember <clears throat> at that point I realized it was serious, but when you guys came over. You both laughed right yep. at the beginning, which was natural, which I would expect. Yeah, we, we didn't know how serious it was. You didn't know how serious, because, I mean, it was hilarious. There's this little <laughs> head sticking up out of the sand, right? It's not funny at all, but we but, laughed. I remember uh, laughing, yeah. But then I remember it didn't take you more than – you caught, caught yourself mid-laugh, both of you, and you're like, oh, you, I think you saw maybe the look on my face or something, and, and you changed like, – you realized it was trouble. And part of the trouble was that I had – put all that loose sand up around the edge of the, the hole. And so you guys couldn't get real close to the edge without shoving more sand in. Yep. Um, and I'm going to go back and listen to that podcast because I'd love to hear it from your guys' perspective. Yeah, it's but good. I, I remember from mine, uh, <clears throat> the biggest concern was that I couldn't take deep breaths. <clears throat> and then uh, also compounded with the pain. I had severe pain in my legs because – like it was causing the weight from the sand was pu- was pushing my knees towards my ankles at a you know a, a degree that you normally wouldn't, and my my calves started to uh, cramp, 
you know, they were in like full cramp mode for most of that time that you guys were digging me out. And it seemed like it, I, I had to be at least an hour, <clears throat> I'm thinking, that you guys were digging me out, <clears throat> scooping the sand away from the edges and then kind of dug a ramp down to me. And I remember the sense of relief when you guys finally got my arms out where I could start pushing sand up the ramp to you. And I, I just felt so much relief. And then you guys pulled me out and drug me out. And I tried to stand and my legs from cramping, they wouldn't work immediately. So I remember I just like <laughs> fell forward flat on my face. But it felt so nice. The sand was all warm. <laughs> and uh, No, the, we, we got your arms out and then we ran for help for Paul uh, well, and Joey. You, yeah, you, you stayed around, Chad, and ha- make sure that Chris didn't keep getting buried. And I ran for Paul and Joey. But I was exhausted, so they were able to run back faster than I did. That's right, because you guys had been digging forever, and you, <laughs> forever. Couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't leave me because, you <laughs> yeah. know, there was danger. And there so was... I, when, I, when, I, when you guys all pulled me out, I fell down and collapsed, and then Anthony came over, and I remember <clears throat> at that point just, like, laying there, like, so happy to be on that sand and opening my eyes and seeing Anthony just completely laid out on his back, <laughs> like, like, dead, and then Chad, too, and everyone was just, like, totally wiped out. And I, I just, I had an immense sense of gratitude for both, of you, for all of you at that, at that moment, like for, for how, you know, it, it, I felt like we'd been through something serious together. Yeah. And then I remember when we, when we left and we uh, drove back home, I remember partway, we stopped behind that gas station and said a little prayer together. Do you guys remember that? We said, it was just a, uh, yeah, we just got in together in a little circle and said a prayer. And that was, that was really important for me. I, uh, I, I, kind of hold that experience dear to me you know still to this day i think about it a lot but yeah that's uh, my yeah that i i feel bound to you chris uh, and the other guys that were there because of that and i've i've shared it i've shared that experience on more than one occasion and i i think uh i've i've had quite a few mothers like <laughs> come up and talk to me afterward <laughs> just just about our stupidity but also about how they're never going to allow their sons to go do anything <laughs> sorry sorry guys <laughs> to, i mean those guys <laughs> but man it just wasn't smart and uh i didn't tell my mom for a long time <clears throat> i told my grandpa and he's like you haven't told your mom, right? And like, no. He's like, I'll let you, I'll let you tell her whenever you want to tell her. And so I told him a while later, and I showed him the picture. And uh, yeah, my you know my mother had a, a very sim. My mom cried when she saw the picture, like, you know. But it was very it was very. I I still when I think about it too much, I I I just still kind of get the chills about how close it was to death because. Even if it had just covered my mouth and nose, that just would have been so terrifying. Well, maybe it wasn't covering your mouth and nose at first, but when me and Anthony leaned over first, it more sand like it came was... in, and it, it came, came up above your nose, and then we had to scoop it away. Yeah, it did. It came in. I don't remember actually not being able to breathe, but I remember feeling panic and 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 it, it caving in on me, and then you guys having to, like, I think Anthony got lowered in, and you kind of held on to Anthony. Is that right? Yeah, and scooped it away from my face, and then we started the slow excavation process of first getting all the sand away from the edges. Hours. Then, yeah. Hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. I, there were moments, Chris, where I was seventy-five percent sure we were going to watch you die in front of us. Like, I, I thought it was going to happen. And I was the one who asked you guys to take a picture. Do you remember that? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, we had to get your head free a little bit. Yeah, it was after the head was free, and it was after things were more stable. It, I was still down in the pit far, but it, my head wasn't all the way covered. Or, and I had know. one of those stupid sure. disposable cameras where you, like, crank with your thumb yeah, for each yeah, picture. Yeah, and it's really washed out. But that, A bunch like, of sand got in there from that trip, and that's why it's all washed out. <laughs> Journalistic integrity, Chris, I think is what that is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. You guys, I owe you my life someday. <laughs> you, you, you owe us, Chris. But we're I calling in. We're I calling you in your debts right now. We're calling in your debts. I won't pay you money if that's what you're asking. For. <laughs> <laughs> if you get buried, call me. <laughs> I'll dig as long as it takes. All right. So this is what we're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna hang up and save this recording and then i'm going to call you right back so we don't be stuck like we did jared and have it all in one file okay so Meet me in outer space.